Joe, we have breaking news. Breaking news. I mean, as of 6.36 p.m., so breaking news two and a half hours ago. Yeah, and for people listening to it, like, 24 hours ago. Yeah, yeah. So, the Big 12 announced an agreement for the withdrawal of Oklahoma and Texas. They are going to exit the after the 23-24 season, so... Kind of like we all expect was going to happen. I know there was that news last week, was it? When they said, like, they didn't come to agreement because with the TV networks, apparently they worked something out. The two schools, um, the compensation for the for the uh, withdrawal early is, it says, like, $100 million in foregone distrib- distributable revenues. So Correct, yeah. They're not going to pay us $100 million. They are going to forego $100 million that they would have made. So like this year's revenue and next year's revenue, right? Yes. I'm assuming the 24, I mean, this year and then I guess the revenue they would have, we would have had for the uh, 24-25 season. Yeah, I think that's correct. Um, And then there's just, there's the... Quotes, it's really just lawyer talk from the commissioner, then president of UT, president of Oklahoma. And they said details will continue to be finalized among all parties. So, yeah, I can't say I'm surprised. Even when the report came out, uh, what was it, maybe two weeks ago, that that they were going to be staying till 2025, everybody kind of had that caveat of, Unless they figure it out. It yeah. was just like at that point they, they hadn't yeah. come to a deal. Um I think Ross Dellinger's story is like, you know, negotiations are still ongoing. Right. They just and, hadn't. Yeah. And from what I was reading, it was mostly just Fox. Fox was the one that was blocking. Yeah. The ESPN was cool with it. The Big 12 had kind of already figured it out. Um, it was it was Fox was the party that was, well, what's going to be happening here? So I have no idea um the way that they were able to figure figure out how to get this done to where the big 12 got its payday but fox is going to be satiated in in some way so um i saw a tweet from pete samuel he had like a little bit so like yeah he says a key part sources of course a key part of the deal is to let ou and texas out of big 12 early was a game flip of a non-conference matchup between michigan and texas hmm. texas will now visit michigan and in ann arbor and Michigan will return in 2027. They've been, gotcha. been so, it, it was opposite scheduled. So, so yeah, um, so Fox, yeah, so be Fox, Fox gets a Big Ten game. Yeah, it gets Michigan, Texas on Fox in yeah. 2024. Okay, I get that. I kind of dig it. And then 2027, I mean, who knows what's going on then? Right at that. <laughs> well, I, at that point, the Big Ten won't be on Fox anymore, right? No, the Big Ten like has a Fox. Right. I thought they were. Is it Fox and CBS? Yeah, they do. I thought it was. Um, like, I, I wrote an article about this when it happened, and I've already forgotten. I thought it was not so NBC. Fox has, um, the Big Ten. You know, like that's their big, their big thing is the Big Ten and the Big Twelve. And ESPN has the SEC. And the Big 12. I think CBS gets one like that big, like a, a afternoon game. Yeah, CBS has something with the Big Ten. For CBS sure. has like a, a Big Ten game. It'll be like I a- guess it's Fox, NBC, and CBS that all of them have a piece of the Big Ten now, where ESPN owns the SEC as a whole. Yes, yes. So like, SEC is like exclusively ESPN. So they'll be the across ESPN news, properties. The other news, by the way, surrounding 
conference realignment and television network deals that came out earlier today before the the Texas and OU will be leaving. They're still playing here this year. Uh, I I don't think this is huge news personally. Like I, I think we've all expected this. It was just, we kind of had a week and a half where we're like, Oh, maybe it won't happen. So, um, but I did find the interesting news earlier today. Stu Mandel um, tweeted out that the PAC 12 is, is of course, as we know, still doesn't have a TV deal. They have no idea what they're doing and apparently have gotten uh, their commissioner, Kliakov. I don't know how to actually pronounce his name. I, I, know how to spell Klia- Kliakov, I think that's how I said. Yeah, something like that. Um, their commissioner essentially uh, is not getting the money that he was expecting <clears throat> to get. Um, and it does sound like they're going to end up probably landing behind the Big 12 in their expectations. Um, but it, basically what's happened is the Big 12 made a smart move got to market as quick as they could found the best deal that they thought they were going to get still worked with the TV partners that they have now that they're comfortable with and, and got what all schools in the conference felt was uh, a good, reasonable amount of money to make. And that set the market for a conference like the PAC 12 They're even with Washington and Oregon, um, they're just pretty much at par probably with, with the big 12, if not a little further back. And not to mention that there's all the rumors swirling around that, Oregon and Washington are not willing to sign a long grant of rights in the hopes that they could still make it to the big 10 at some point. So the PAC 12 is kind of drowning right now uh, and is are considering yeah. apparently adding SMU, Matt. Uh, yeah. So, so like, well, he visited SMU, I guess today, or is it tomorrow sometime? I guess to just, you know, it's just like a preliminary discussion. I'm, a, I'm assuming. And I've also heard like San Diego State University is uh, another option. Yeah, SDSU. Uh, it makes the most sense. They have to. They have to get some kind of footprint in Southern California after losing USC and UCLA. So that's that's your best bet. But I mean, what you you're right. Like what what the Big Twelve Big Twelve did on two occasions, kind of screwed the the Pac twelve. And I, th- I mean, inadvertently, I don't think they they intended to. It's just like the they're just like dominoes that fell. Where like by adding like uh, the schools that the the best schools that were in the group of five, and then and then so like schools like for instance BYU that may have you could have at this point you know if everything happened the same except for the Big Twelve adding BYU you know that'd be a definitely a a great school to add for the Pac twelve. But oh yeah, they would have I they yeah. would have even considered adding a Houston. And then, yeah, so you, you do that and first, and then, like you mentioned, down the road, you you kind of, like, leapfrog them with your TV deal because they went to – theirs was up first, and you kind of leapfrogged them and, and got an agreement in principle with your TV partners, your existing TV partners, and they're kind of left out in the cold at this point. Just at this point, just take whatever – I mean – they they don't have a deal like theirs is ends in like 2024. Yeah, their deal is is almost done. So yeah, they, uh, this is the last season of their deal. I think. Yeah, 23, 24. This is the. I want to say it's probably I, like I summer of 24. It, it's over. I do find it quite interesting that Fox is basically telling the the Pac-12, we don't want to pay you that much money for content. And at the same yeah. time, negotiating losing Texas and Oklahoma as content that they can put on their network. Like, yeah, you would think 
this would be the time when the Pac-12 would have the most leverage against Fox because they're losing two really big name programs, maybe one of which maybe being the biggest name program in the college in, in college football, um, which being the University of Texas. Um, so you would think that yeah. Fox might be craving more content and might be more willing to like make deals, but they're telling the Pac-12, they're still like telling yeah. the Pac-12, no, we're, we're, you're not worth that much to well, us. I think, Even though we're losing this, you're not worth that much. Yeah, but Fox now has like the, the primary deal with the Big Ten, which they didn't previously. So now you have a bunch of Big Ten, and then they've re-upped with the Big 12. I mean, and I mean, the to me, what that is saying without saying it is the Big 12 is better football product than the Pac 12. So, oh, absolutely. The we're happy with are, having Big 10. It's and not Pac, even necessarily the football product. I don't think it's that just the, the cultural difference of the schools and fan bases that are in the Big 12 compared to the Pac 12 when it comes to football. You're going to get. You're, you're like this, this, the floor is so much higher in the big 12 for what you're going to get. It's true that the ceiling might be higher for some of the programs in the pac 12, the Oregon's, the Washington's, if they're like crazy good and they were to have a Clemson like run it, they're more likely to have a giant number of t-shirt fans across the country than say a Baylor or a TCU. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, Cal and Stanford, it, when they're not good, their fans care so little where you look at Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. It doesn't matter how bad the, they are. Those fans yeah. still are there. So you're there's there's less risk is I really think the way to look at it in the Big 12. Like, you you know what you're going to get. And occasionally you might shoot above that even as a network. So also, um, like it's, you know, for I don't know how fair this is, but there is like a time zone issue. Yeah, absolutely. Has. So, like, their big thing is the big noon games. You 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 can't really can't do that frequently with the Pac-12 because the big noon game the big noon game is like nine a.m. nine a.m. You can't do that. So, I mean, it's just that's that's a non-starter because that's their big thing. You know, ESPN has the ABC, the big, the night game normally. And then Fox's counter programming was, well, we're gonna we're gonna like go all out for this this twelve o'clock Eastern time time slot. Yeah, and, and I, I think I don't, I don't. It doesn't seem like ESPN really wants them. No, I mean ESPN has more real estate as far as like to put content because they have you know multiple channels and their their streaming apparatus, but. I think they're happy with the the deals they have because they have a deal with the AC, I believe. And yeah, they have the you know, American. They've got well. The other thing with ESPN is they have they have eleven more years of the ACC. They have ACC to a seventeen deal. million per school contract. And then you know if they re up, I think part of the Big Twelve deal is like ESPN Plus becomes like the Big Twelve like third tier yeah. carrier exclusively. Correct. So like. All the games, no matter who it is, you know, your third tier rights, it's going to be on ESPN Plus. That's correct. Yes. So, I mean, you have all those games. So, plus all the group of five and some, I think they have a deal with the Sun Belt as well. So, you can fill this real estate with pretty good products and people who care. Because even Sun Belt, like, I've lived in that area and, you know, they love their teams. And they, I mean, it's the Fun Belt. Yeah. And they, they love football. It's like a you know football rich type of 
areas, you know, and most of them, the thing is about all these schools are mostly centered in the southern part of the United States yeah. for the most part. Yeah, football's bigger. But As then, Stu Mandel says, right, yeah. they, they don't show up in the Pac-12 because they have nice beaches, apparently. So, well, and they, they, you're kind of like that's well, that's that's the problem. I mean, that's why you're not getting the deal. <laughs> yeah, because people just don't, show up to the people games don't watch and they don't go to the games. So yeah. that conference is it's just so apathetic. I just I don't know how it survives. They're gonna try. They're gonna go down fighting. They're, I'll give I them mean, credit. They're there. gonna try. I just don't know and. I'm I'm not an expert or any kind of knowledge of this, but I just don't know if San Diego State and SMU get you equitable payout by adding those two schools. No, I feel like it would. I don't know how it would make anything better. I really don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it does anything for you. I mean, right now you should probably. If it was ten years ago, when you're talking media markets were the biggest yeah. thing that mattered and let's be honest here they wouldn't have mattered for the pac-12 because what was named larry scott like bungled the pac-12 yeah. network deal so bad like the reason yeah. the network thing was so big for the big 10 was because they had the big 10 network so they needed to put as many eyeballs on that network in as many cities as possible so that they could get more money out of network providers that's the way that worked this stuff doesn't matter as much anymore so um, but it feels like that's the way the Pac-12 is thinking. Is like, hey, we're going to get Southern California and Dallas, and then we can dominate this thing. And that's a another problem with them is right now, like what I read the other day was like some of the offers that they are getting are like stream heavy, which doesn't. Yeah, do a lot of uh, the the big rumors Amazon Prime. Yeah, but there's no that doesn't do anything for your reach. Right. Right. So like. That's why your mark is so big on they want to be on like you know terrestrial you know cable. Yeah, they don't just they want, want to be. be they want they want it to be easy access. Easy access. You when people the go to the and the big thing there, like think about this aspect. When you go to a when you go to a restaurant, or you go to a bar, you know something that's got games on. They're not they're not streaming. <laughs> yeah, because it's not feasible because of the bandwidth it would take. To have that, yeah, it's like, are you gonna have a Chromecast on all of them? Because you have 50 TVs in a bar or a restaurant that playing the games or a sports bar, you're, I mean, it's just not feasible for, for that many streams going on at one time, yeah. So, I'm interested to see what they do. Um, I don't, they're not gonna fall apart anytime soon. I don't think I'm gonna say that next week. We're gonna find out the four corners are coming over or something. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't think we're gonna see anything this year movement wise in the pack i think they're going to do everything they can to survive they're going to go down kicking and screaming but from everything that i'm seeing right now i just don't see how they're they're viable long term but i've i've been wrong so many times in my life that it won't surprise me if i am here i mean their only play would be to try to get someone from the big 12 to defect and yeah, has, that won't happen and that, that won't happen. happen the other only other other play would be like some type of merger I, I don't think that's in the cards anymore. I don't and I don't either. But that, I mean, I'm saying those. That's how limited their It'll, options are. He, well, I think it could be a merger in the sense of the way that the Southwest Conference and the Big Eight merged. Yeah. So like we're <laughs> gonna merge together. It's gonna be called the Big Twelve. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, and and you don't like none, none of the old like I don't know because there's there's and just Cal and Stanford. Sorry, you're not. Yeah. Cal, there's no way that Cal and Stanford are going to play. Well, they wouldn't want to us. anyway. 
Yeah, like there's no way that they're coming. And I don't think the Big 12 wants Oregon State and Washington State. So I don't think I don't think anyone does. <laughs> and I love those schools. I'm, I'm not going to it's not a knock on them. It's just due to their location and lack of, I guess, recent success. I mean, they've been successful in, in, in you know, some sense, especially, you know, Oregon State, they win 10 games this past year. Oh, so, wow. But in the fact, 12, they won 10 games. But yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, it's not, you don't have like, oh, well, they, two years ago, they were like competed for a, a championship. Yeah, no, they're not good. I mean, yeah. they they are better. They are a solid are football better. team now, but historic, they're just not that good. Um, but yeah. Um, okay. The best well, thing about him was their running backs coach, and he's now the Baylor running back coach. Yeah, now so. he's now he's here. So that's that's all that matters. Yeah. Um all right. Well, that's that's the wide world of college sports. Yes. It's kind of drilled down. It is basketball season. And Baylor, I don't know if you've heard, Joe, but Baylor basketball is pretty good. Um, they have so since we last talked, they had a couple of games. We had a, a they played Texas Tech on Saturday, and how did that go over it in in your household? Oh, I don't, I don't think my did your my wife, wife even know. She didn't know it was happening until I started watching the game mm-hmm. and making comments like, like I had I was holding my son watching the game and being like you know, saying Texas tech sucks or something like that. And she was like, you know, you, you don't have to be mean. <laughs> you know, the, my favorite part of that was, so like I follow like several Texas tech like Twitter accounts and to see like the, the tone shift from first half to second half was just beautiful. Yeah. The, the funniest part of the day for me was my in-laws came over after the game was over. Now, my my wife went to tech and uh, one of her older brothers also went to tech. So her mother is like a is a Texas Tech fan. She's from Kansas. So she roots for both Kansas schools and she roots for Texas Tech because two of her kids went there. Uh, but she she Everything doesn't like that is was gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> she my mother in law is amazing. She is the salt of the earth. You would love her to death. Um, she's the nicest person alive. Um but she came over. So she's, she doesn't follow college basketball closely, but she did know that tech and Baylor were playing that day. So when she came to my house, she said, uh, is the game on? And I said, Oh, it's already over. She goes, oh, well, well who won? And I said, Baylor did by 27. <laughs> and she goes, 27. She was like, we're just not good this year. Oh man. I love you. And that's Patty. the thing. They are. I mean, I don't watch tech and think, Oh, that's a bad team. You know, I just think that they they're not good in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean they would be they they would be I think just they'd fine. Be f- fine in any other conference. They're very. I saw I saw one of their one of their one of their fans or one of their like kind of people that cover them. I can't remember who it was on Twitter talk about. Uh, they had these stats about how Texas Tech was terrible at going on runs and terrible at stopping runs. And yeah. like, so essentially, they're just bad at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's weird though. Like I, it, they don't feel like. I feel like they could be better than they are, but I think their biggest thing is they just can't score. Really, they just cannot score. And they yeah. turn the ball over. And those two things. And they don't rebound. 
Yeah. So, they, like you said, they just they don't do anything basketball wise good. Yeah, and it was it was it was welcome to come back to that after the rough showing in Austin that felt like we should have lost by twenty, but we the game ended up being much closer than that. Yeah. Um. So it was nice to come back, come to the Feral and and dominate a team. You know, it felt good to not play a close game. Um, did you watch what happened earlier this week? Because Baylor, like you said, we we played that tech game on Saturday, mm-hmm. um, and then we came back and we played Oklahoma on Wednesday. Did you catch that game last night? Uh, yes. And it's kind of more. I mean, Baylor does this great, where they they play. I guess I say they do this great. Games are close. You know, they kind of keep keep teams pretty close or te- or I guess it's actually teams stay close. Um, it may even take a lead. And then the second half, somehow Baylor starts doing what they do and they just pull away. I mean, that's what they did at Texas tech. It wasn't that it wasn't 27 points in the first half. It was a close game. I think they were up like four or something like that. And then same thing. I think they're up just a, you know, single digits against Oklahoma, but then, you know, win by 10, that type of thing. So, it's it's been I think having Jonathan Chamblachachwa back has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, and having Links to Love back too. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Oklahoma. Team. I mean, he was off the bench at what he had like eighteen points, I think. I think he had twenty. Like that. Did he have? Okay, I think he got to twenty. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was. And Keontae I mean, played a great Keontae, game. Yeah, Keontae had a great game. Flagler had a great game. So yeah. it was. It was. It was a great guard-oriented game, but you're right. Having having Chamo Chachua back, it makes the difference feel different. Uh, feel different, and it makes it, it feels like the the team as a whole has a different gear when yeah. he's when he's out there. Like guys are going harder, so it's because uh, he goes. I mean, he goes hard. I mean, that's what. Uh, like that's kind of I heard Scott Drew say that he was asking a question about the rebounding, and he goes, "When you got a battle against, you know." Jonathan in practice you got to play hard you got to go hard for rebounds he another thing I've noticed about him is he he's got this leadership on the court every time there's a foul or the ball goes out of bounds and there's like in 10 seconds while you're getting everything reset it's not even a full timeout it's just he's like standing there like guys guys come on come on come on come on and making everybody huddle up and like he's the guy when he's on the court that's doing that um and and I think he's he's keeping guys focused um and if he keeps hitting three point shots, man. I mean, he's shooting like fifty percent from the three point line. So, <laughs> if 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 he keeps doing that, it adds such a dynamic to to the way people play defense against us. He doesn't he doesn't need to hit five a game. If he hits no. one a game, he's you going to respect, get that respect. You respect so, it, yeah, yeah, it changes the way the pick and roll works. It's it's uh, it's yeah. it's an excellent little wrinkle. And his rebounding, you know. There, like the dude's just tipping balls all over the place. I love watching. I love watching play. I love it. Yes, and then when he hit oh. those threes in the Texas Tech game, I think he hit two, um, and the place went absolutely nuts. Like blew the lid off. It was great. I call him every day, John, because I could watch him play every day. Yeah. Yes. So, looking ahead, we have we've won two in a row, but they were two at home. And now we got to go on the road to TCU, who is who's lost two in a row. How do you think 
Uh, do you have any thoughts about this game? We TCU, did lose. We should we have beat lose. them in Waco. Yes, we should. have. We, we should have beaten them in Waco. We lose by like one. Was it one or two? Something yeah, like that. and it was on. It was essentially a buzzer beater. Yeah, and I think it, we, it was when it was when we had that string of games where it was. Did we mean, like Iowa have State a turnover? Have the ball with seconds yeah, left and like, turn TC, it over? Yeah, TCU and Kansas State were both games that we absolutely should have won at home. I mean, God, if we if we would have just held it down at the end of those games, we'd be. be we like we'd be nine and two, two and, and <laughs> alone like, in first place right now. So, yeah. um, you know, w- the Texas game we deserve to lose, and the Iowa State game we deserve to lose, but we should have won TCU and Kansas State. So it, it's nice to get this game back if we can go steal that in Fort Worth. Yeah. Um, I don't even think it's stealing it. Like you mentioned, there TCU's on the down. They're kind yeah, they of on the down by, slope here. They lost by six Oklahoma State, who I think is in the pretty close. Yeah, we to beat the Oklahoma State by sixteen. So. Yeah, and Oklahoma State is well. They're not that close at all. They're like seventh, sixth or seventh. Well, yeah, there's only only Oklahoma and Tech. Like that's the bottom, and then it's everybody else. Um, so then yeah, they got I, uh, Kansas State. I, they got they got blown out by Kansas State. Yeah, like I think I think uh, I think Baylor wins this game. There's not a line for it yet. We'll see it soon. Um, there's not a line. FPI has it as TCU fifty one percent. Right, and they're at home. And if yeah, you're talking about yeah. a home Big Twelve game, and you're only giving them fifty-one percent to win, that's that tells you a lot, right there. Because home means a ton in the Big Twelve. TCU's only lost two games. They've only lost two games at home this year. So, yeah, like they they are eleven and two at and home. And essentially, this is a toss up, mm-hmm. according to FPI. So, so yeah, so, and I think and they've not to- only lost their last two; they lost three or four. They lost. Remember, oh, yeah. they lost to Mississippi State. So, oh yeah, way to go, TCU. Oh, I remember they they lost to Northwestern State at the beginning of the year, and they went on a run though. They did. They, they did, did go on a run, run after that, and but it yeah. ended with since they beat Baylor and Waco. They're hold on. Three, four, five, six, one, two. They're yeah, they're four and six. They're four and six since they've since they won in Waco. They're four and six in the last ten. And like Kansas State beat them. I scored eighty two on them. They beat them the by twenty one. They the lost to Oklahoma State by six. They only beat West Virginia at home by four. At home, they only won that game by four. They lost by seven at Mississippi State. They they beat the crap out of Kansas and Oklahoma. Yeah. They that those were like it was almost like they got um they 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 kicked the crap out of Kansas State, then somehow got the crap kicked out of them by West Virginia, then blew out Kansas and Oklahoma. So it was like that three out of four, it was like, oh man, this West Virginia game is an aberration, but since then they've lost three or four. So yeah, um, Kansas State returned the favor and scored 82, then blew them out at home did, in did Manhattan. Have, did Mike Miles play in this game? The Kansas State game? Yes, he did not. So no, that's not that's kind of the key here is he's been hurt. I I, I, I he didn't play in up. the last game. He didn't play in the last game. So yeah, is he available Saturday? Is he? Yeah, if he's not playing, then I think Baylor. I think Baylor wins this game running away. If if Miles isn't playing, so yeah, we will see. Um, another uh, we had two games from the women's side uh, since we last talked as well. Yes, they had a very huge win. Sweet. Yeah, no, they had a big win to start. Um, against yeah. huge State, win of names, huge win, absolutely. And then you know you're kind of thinking, 
of a turnaround because they, they had, you know, it kind of been up and down. Um, and then they go go to overtime with Oklahoma and had the game well in hand. Didn't they have it like something like a 15-point lead yes. at one point? Caitlin Bickle had a career night. Yeah. And so, yeah, so. Fell apart. They, they, went won, to overtime. They won three straight. They beat Texas Tech, Kansas, and Iowa State before the, that overtime loss to Oklahoma. Yeah, and that's what we won. talked about last time after the, after we talked about how they had beaten Kansas. It was if you can go into Iowa State and grab a win, then then you're you, you've really reset where you where you are this year. Um, and then hopefully you can get an Oklahoma win. Now, I will say, like, I we should have won both these games. We didn't we didn't finish against Oklahoma, <laughs> um, but taking one of two out of two of the top. 17 teams in the country very very good teams um i think you'd take that you split with oklahoma because you beat them and uh you beat them on the road you beat them in norman they came to waco and won so you've split that season series what you have now is oklahoma state and kansas state back to back oklahoma state just underneath you in the rankings they're yeah. they're right there in the middle of the big 12 so you can't overlook them you grab that win and then you've got kansas state who's three and eight in conference this year um, so you can grab two more wins in a row before you play your second game against Iowa State and Waco. Then you've got TCU, who has not won a Big 12 game this year. So you've got four, and then Texas Tech after that, you've got five games in a row that are extremely winnable. You go in there and you you take care of business and you win those five games in a row. You're 12 and four in conference. You're very well likely going to be either tied for first or only one game back of whoever's in first place. So I think I think they're they're in line for a beautiful run right here. Yeah. At with, you know, Texas and West Virginia to close the season out and that game in Austin, Texas being in first place right now could end up being the de facto Big 12 championship game for the regular season of Big 12 women's basketball. If Baylor can win their next 5, they could go into Austin with the opportunity to, to seal at least a share of the Big 12. Yeah, absolutely. And in like you know, we talked about, like you said, they have these they go on runs and they they win a game or they lose a game they should win. And they that's what makes me think like you they're just being two and a half games back, they're primed to go on another run and and compete for the Big 12 title. Yeah, absolutely. They're playing they are playing with the best teams. Yes. Right now. Absolutely. They're they're, they have clearly figured out who they are and they're getting where they're going. Um, Nikki Collins got this group really, really playing great. So go out there, you take care of business for five more games, and then you can go into Austin probably for all the marbles. So that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for. Absolutely. Matt, did you know that uh, this weekend there's a big game coming? Really? Yes. There is there is a game called the Superb Owl. Um, superb that I, owl. the superb owl yes yeah that's that's coming in the big game the the football championship super um, yeah so there's actually some cool things i'll tell everybody about through um our friends at the pigskin podcast network and our friends at uh, DraftKings. we want to know are you ready for the biggest sunday in sports matt DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of super bowl 57 has all the super bowl action you need New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, 
all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sports app every day between 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time to see what prop bet will be boosted. Matt, I do want to know. Okay. Who are you picking in the Super Bowl? So, I'm a Cowboys fan. So, I can't in good conscience pick the Eagles. So, I'm I'm all in. Yeah, you're on. a Dallas boy, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Cowboys fans can't do it. I'm on your side this time. Believe it or not, Houston Joe siding with all the Dallas folks because Philadelphia has lost the MLS championship game. They lost the World Series to my Houston Astros. And I would just as a as a professional sports hater and I'm equal opportunity hating. It would be hilarious to me if the city of Philadelphia lost three major sports championships in one season or in, in, in one calendar year, essentially. The other funny part that I was talking to another friend of mine from Dallas is this. The 76ers are very good this year. Uh, it wouldn't be outside of the realm of possibility for them to win the Eastern Conference. So how hilarious would it be if Philadelphia lost MLS, World Series, Super Bowl, and the NBA championship in one year? So that's that's why I'm rooting for uh, Amy Graham Padgett and Ron Wadley's uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, we'll be honest, like, I am an adopted like Cincinnati Bengals because of my LSU affinity. Yeah, I, I love Joe Burrow. I root for the Bengals. And, you know, on the Chiefs, I think they, they activated uh, Clyde Edwards Lair for the game. So another LSU Tiger. And the the Chiefs have like one thing I'm I'm be watching is like they don't have any receivers that are healthy. So It'll be interesting to see what they do offensively because they do have quite creative offensive minds on that side of, of the field. Yeah, and and possibly the greatest quarterback of all time when he's possibly. Yeah, possibly. It's a you know, and it's a big uh big 12 quarterback matchup. So it'll be fun to watch. Gotcha. All right. So double chiefs here. Um, and everybody do remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. That's code TPPN for the Pigskin Podcast Network. Uh, new customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restri- restrictions do apply. You can check our show notes for details. All right, Joe, before we head on over to our pop culture section, um, I did want to see, uh, are, how are you? Are you an NBA watcher, fan? Do you? I am a, are you a Rockets fan or how's that go? I am a very open and unabashedly uh, fair weather NBA fan. When the Rockets are good, I very much get into the NBA. Uh, When the Rockets are not good as they are right now, I kind of stand on the outside and I will peek in every once in a while. So I just know who's on the team and kind of what's going on. But I do not. I have watched maybe two or three NBA games this year. So it was like the, the trade deadline was today i think i did follow that because it was yeah. fun on twitter today yeah that's kind of i'm kind of the same way like as being a, a dallas kid or a you know dfw kid i am a mavericks fan you know they're usually recently pretty you know they're they make the playoffs i wouldn't say they're they're good but you know they make the playoffs and i mean they were in the western conference finals last year so and I, you know follow that and so we got Kyrie. 
in a trade. And then I was completely oblivious last night to the trade deadline. And I woke up this morning and I saw that at like 1 a.m. or something, Kevin Durant was traded to the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, um, he can have fun with trying to win a championship with Chris Paul. I've been down that road, so um, Chris Paul will yeah. probably pull a hamstring. I think it was that. like he just he had to get away from Ben Simmons. And after yeah. they traded Kyrie, he's like, I got to get out of here. I saw somebody describe it. It was uh, it was Robin Lopez on Twitter said uh, it, re- it reminded him of the movie Muppets in Manhattan because the <laughs> Muppets un- uh, unsuccessfully take take try to take Manhattan and then disperse across the country. <laughs> yeah. So it was a little bit wild. That's, that's about how, what I was following Kevin Durant. I, I was very shocked. I have a, I have an Iowa state buddy who's a diehard Nets fan. And it was very fun ribbing him today because he was, uh, he was very cocky after they, they got James Harden, Kevin Durant and Kyrie on the same team. Um, Matt, Real quick trivia yep. question before we get to the pop culture stuff, we'll stick to the NBA. Um, how many games? And I, and James Harden was traded to the Nets, I think, in 2020, maybe 2021. Um, so he's he. It was a little while ago that Harden was traded there. How many games did James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving play together in Brooklyn? Twenty-three. Sixteen. Oh, I was going low also. <laughs> like. 16 yeah all of that they only played 16 games together so crazy i mean Kyrie has his issues they've been yeah, well documented fun. they've have been fun well with him in dallas How, but he does score 27 points a game so that's all i'm gonna say okay <laughs> the, so, <laughs> wins a win i don't care how it happens unfortunately you're not gonna get past the suns <laughs> well not now no they got past them last year though not with Kevin Durant though. Yeah, they got Kevin Durant now. Yeah, yeah. Kevin he's Durant and Devin Booker. That'll be fun. He's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's he's really good. So, all right, Matt, what are you all watching? Right. Well, I'm still watching. I'm caught up uh, with The Last of Us. Um, I, you're gonna be, you're gonna be. I'm not gonna say happy with me. You're gonna be not as mad at me because I have watched the first episode of Last of Us. So I've I have I am now actively watching the show. First I have watched episode. episode. Very good. I mean, that first episode hooked me. What are your thoughts? It's, you, it's fresh on your mind. I watched it like four weeks ago, but I've watched it several times. So what were your thoughts of episode one of The Last of Us? Spoilers, so, uh, spoilers for episode one of Last of yeah, Us. Yeah, spoilers for episode one of Last of Us, if you haven't watched it by this point. Now, it, there, the funny part for me was there, was there was a point during the first episode where I think it was when they were driving away where... um my wife said, I don't know if I like where this is going. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I said, well, honey, there's three people on the screen right now. And only one of those three is one of the main characters in the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was like, oh, God. <laughs> no, yeah, I, was... I, I really enjoyed. Um, I really enjoyed the first episode. I, I liked the. I, I liked how they told the story. There, there. Yeah. It didn't feel very expositiony. Um, you it, didn't it felt kind of natural. You, you didn't play the game, right? I have, I have watched the game okay. played, but I have okay. not played the game. 
but I I don't remember like it's something I watched on YouTube years ago. Yeah. Like I just watched a let's play of it. So it's not like I I, I strongly remember the beats of the game okay. because I All didn't right. actually play it. I think that that driving scene you talk about, like that's probably like, that's like shot for shot from the game. Yeah. From what I I mean, like, again, I didn't I haven't played the game. I have watched uh, recently, though, I watched some like gameplays on YouTube. So, yeah, it looks like that's like a shot for shot, which they do that well in 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 spots from what you've, you people who have played the game have said is that they do a lot of things that are like just straight from the game. Like, you know, the cut scene from the game, like they'll do like the exact like same dialogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and that helps that one of the showrunners is the creator of the game, you know, um, so that's that's helpful. Yeah, and it helps the the acting in it is stellar. Oh, so as a father, that the, the you know the the first half, I guess, of that that first episode, how that hit you? Because I know how it hit me. I mean, it's it's, like, it's, it's, it's gut wrenching, and I don't think yeah. Good. I was I was scared for her the whole time, but when she actually dies, yeah. I, I, it, because I knew she was going to die, that didn't hit me hard. But like all of the little things that led up to that, like in seeing her fear and things like that, definitely, you're like, oh God, I can't imagine that. Like, and there's like the little things where he's having to be like stern and just yell at her and he can't comfort her because there's just absolutely no time. And it's like, oh, I, I can't take care of you right now. I just need you to like listen to what I say. Like, I'm like, oh my God, that's got, that would be tough. That, that was, those were the things that hit me hard. Yeah, that's what hit me hard. And I, what I love is like you cut from that to like the time jump and you see how it affected Joel 20 years later. How when he throws that child, do they executed, I guess, because he was infected into like the burning pile. And he's just like, there's like no emotion. Yeah, know? he didn't care. He was like, all right, I got like, it. That woman like, said, I, I want to do more. Like, I need more money. Yeah, the, the woman helper was like, I can't, you know, so when she saw it was a child, she's like, I can't. And he was like, just grabbed it like and threw it back. And it was just like you saw like from the loving father to where he is now. It's like the whole circumstances has had a huge effect on him and how he sees the world. Yeah. But it was a good episode. And um, not only that, I mean, he has the flashback with the cop at the end of the episode where it reminds yeah. him of when the when the soldier that shoots his daughter steps forward to him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever he says like kind of the same thing, he kind of snaps. Yeah. Yeah. He he goes, he goes ape. Yeah. And he also, this was, I don't know if you listen to any podcasts about it or anything, um, but I do know you, you are a, like oysters, clams and cockles fan, right? I do love me some oysters, clams and cockles. So they're covering it. Oh, like, I didn't know that. Once I once I catch up with the show, I'm gonna need to listen to it. Yeah. So so you could go back and listen to episode one. Yeah, I can go back <laughs> you know, and listen to really, that. But it's called listen, like I, I love me some Ross Boland. Yeah. So they uh, they are covering it. So I listened to that one, and apparently the uh, the the showrunners said that they they did that to kind of juxtapose how his daughter acted when earlier whenever he hit that infected old lady with a wrench and killed her. And how she was crying, said you killed her, and she was so upset. And then how Ellie acts like she's kind of like activated when he starts beating beating the guy to death. Mm-hmm. Like she's like you know it, it excited her. So it's kind of like how they they juxtapose those two reactions from those two young women. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, there's a couple of comments in the episode about how like the kids that are, that weren't born during the time of the old world, they're different than the kids that are born yeah. in, oh, in yeah. this time. Yeah. In many ways. They, that, yeah. That, it's that almost of, like they're, they're more feral. And that, that plays out in future episodes. You'll see that for sure. Um, so yeah. Anything else? Uh, um, I I'm, most of my free time has gone to playing, uh, playing video Her- game. Yeah, I'm playing yeah. Hog, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Okay, which is, which is super fun. It is a super fun game. It's it's. So Joe's a problematic I, gamer. We we've established that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a problematic gamer. <laughs> Me and 25 million other people, or however many people bought that it's, game already, it's not even out right. yet. And we've it's not even out yet, and everybody's already bought it. Uh that it's it's funny to me. They're like, hey, pre-order it and you get it three days early. And I was like, okay, everybody bought it. I don't know why anybody's waiting. It's the same price, and you get free stuff with it. So um no, dude, it's it's been fun. It's got it's it's a little glitchy on some things, but not not to a point where it's really bad. Uh I would I would almost call the game quirky in that sense. You kind of expect that playing a uh, early release game there's probably some patches that'll come out here in, in the coming weeks but uh gameplay wise it works totally fine like what i'm talking about is just like you'll see like random visual stuff that's funny like people's clothes not not physicking right um, okay but the story seems intriguing to me so far it's drawn me in but the most amazing thing about it is if you are a harry potter fan it is it is super cool to just explore hogwarts the place is so big it's so easy to get lost but they do a great job of of helping you get out get it get around if you if you kind of get lost um and there's just there's riddles and puzzles and just like these little idiosyncrasies everywhere um and the way that the game is designed for you to these you, you basically are searching for like pages as part of the game to, to gain XP and level up. And it drives you to really explore and look around and find things within the castle. And you'll find like hidden walls and stuff that you can go through. And um, it's very cool. And I'm, I am very early into the game. I've probably only played cause I, I can only play it at night. Um, I've probably put like maybe five hours into it at this point. And um, I'm, I'm still at the very beginning of the story because I keep running around doing everything else. Just, exploring the castle so um if you're a harry potter fan it's it's super fun well i have some more breaking news joe Uh oh so they just announced the well currently while we're recording this they're doing like nfl awards and they announced the hall of fame class and there's someone on the hall of fame class who i have been saying should be in the hall of fame for a few years at least and I think someone that your your family and in-laws will be happier in the Hall of Fame. So the headliners are Dale Revis and Joe Thomas. They are joined by DeMarcus Ware. Yep. Uh, Denver Barber. Bronco great DeMarcus yeah. Ware. The the guy that won uh, a Super Bowl with the Denver Broncos, DeMarcus Ware, right? Listen, I'm not gonna I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> and defensive back Rondé Barber. And linebacker Zach Thomas. Oh, Zach Thomas got in. Dallas Cowboy great Zach Thomas. Yeah, Zach, that's cool. I feel cool for Zach Thomas. That, I you think, mean Miami Dolphin great Zach Thomas. Well, I think he retired from the Cowboys, but that's just that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, 
I I think he was a great NFL linebacker. Yeah, I, I have no issues with Zach Thomas. He was cool. And I liked him when he was in did Miami. Did he play? Was the Big 12 a thing when he was playing? I can't remember. Or if he was Southwest he, Conference. I think he was at the very end or the very beginning of the Big 12. So like pre, so like Big 12 is like 96. Yeah, it started in 96. So yeah, he may have been Southwest Conference. I don't know. Let me see. I'm going to look it up. I always loved Zach Thomas as a player when he played for Texas Tech. And even though, because I didn't have really like ill will towards <laughs> Texas Tech at the time, or do I really do it now? So, yeah, he was he was drafted in 96. So he would have, yeah, he would have only been Southwest Conference. That, yeah, he would have so played only, the 95. Yeah, season. he played 92, 95 at Texas Tech. He, he closed out the Southwest Conference. Okay. Um. So we can do like the SEC and say Big 12 great Zach Thomas. Big 12 great Zach Thomas. Yeah. So, I mean, like he was in the, you know, what would have become part of the, the 12, Big 12. So <laughs> Big 12 great Johnny Manziel. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, it's not, they're not like Texas and A&M who like left the conference. They were kind of engulfed in a new conference. So they were engulfed. They, they, they were invited along to join, to, to go on the journey of greatness with the rest of us. Yes. Matt, are you playing any video games right now? I'm not playing any video games. I mean, uh, I want to play The Last of Us since I'm watching the show. I don't have a PlayStation. So I need to get a PlayStation first. Hmm. And then I can get, then I can play the game. I see. So, um, other thing, I'm not watching, I mean, The Last of Us is really all I'm watching. Although I did sign up for a movie pass again, so I'm maybe starting to go to more movies. All right. I wish I I, I can't you, wait for the days when I can go to more movies. So so yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't missed going to the movies that much late, lately because there's just but, not hey, that much good stuff coming out. No, no. It's kind of more of like for I think for for me and you know my tastes, it's, it's movies are kind of like more of a summer thing because. Well, that's Those when are, the blockbusters. That's when out. the big blockbuster movies, you know. Um, we but, are in the worst time. I took producing in Hollywood while I was at Baylor, and we talked about this. Uh, February this is. is when most studios dump their garbage because nobody goes to the movies in February. So this is this is actually the worst time of year well, for going. That's to the also theater. how like Marvel does. Like um, they usually have a movie in February, which they have a movie this February coming out. I, yeah, and I think that they started doing that because they realized they had zero competition. So yeah, like, so they could just kill they're it. the only movie that anybody wants to see. So like black the first Black Panther, like that's a February movie, and it killed. And I, I think the first Ant Man was too. Yeah, so I mean they they throw it out there like they have no competition. People may like this people with this movie, so we're just going to put it in February and we can just kill it. Or right. if they don't like it, who they, cares? It's, it's in and they do it with their they do it with what is at that time the lesser name. Like yes, like. They, I guarantee they weren't sure how well Black Panther was going to do. And then after it blew up, like you're not going to like Black Panther is going to start. It's it, this last one came out during what Thanksgiving time. Yeah. And that's, um, that's one of the biggest yeah. part times of year for movies. So, you know, well, yeah, they, it made, they test yeah, after the it made a billion dollars. They're, they're yeah. like, we're going to put this in uh, December. They will never release in Avengers in February, though. Those will no, always be the summer, That's when yeah. the summer blockbusters happen. Um, I'm surprised. I mean, Ant-Man, while he is a lesser character, I mean, this is what his third film. 
Fourth? Yeah, because third, there was Ant Man, Ant Man and the Wasp, yeah, and so now third, it's Quantum, Quantum Mania. Third film. Um, it's kind of different because, like, when Black Panther was introduced, or the first Black Panther, you know, that was the first film, and he was just introduced as in another in a Captain America movie. Um, Ant Man and the Wasp was kind of for, forgettable, though. It was. It was. And uh, so this one is supposed to set up a new character, a new villain. So I'm interested to see how how that's handled. And they 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 need that now. So they you release that in February for the stuff that's coming later in the year. Yes. Yeah, you need to establish King of the Conqueror. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited, man. I don't think that's a spoiler because I think that's when does that in, come in the marketing uh, next weekend, seventeenth. The seventeenth. Okay. Yep. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm still. I know you have like Marvel fatigue. I'm. I'm still like a, a no. I'm, I'm fully excited to go see this movie. Yeah. So I'm fully excited. See, I was excited. The problem, or not the problem, but what scares me sometimes is, I'm. I was excited for the latest Doctor Strange movie, and in it, here's what happens to me: is like I get it. And I was like, that's a good movie, and then I sit with it for a little bit, and I was like, was was it a good movie? See, y'all told me you, I was crazy when I didn't like it. Well, I mean, I still like the movie. I mean, I don't understand. I mean, but it's not like, like game changing. I mean, some things I would change for sure. I like the whole. I, Sam everybody likes everybody likes the the music scene, and I thought it was I, stupid. I did love the music scene. I thought that was dope. I hated it. I don't know why. I normally like weird shit like that. And I just My main did. problem with it after I sat with it for a while was the like Wanda Maximoff character assassination. From yeah. what they've established in the previous films and the TV show, yeah. Now, granted, she did do some questionable she did some things, crazy stuff, questionable yeah. things in the TV show. However, the way they ended it, she kind of like turned around, right? Or that's how I read it. And then you get to this one, and it's like, oh no, she's she off just the deep evil. end. She's off the deep yeah. end. So yeah, that was what bothered me after I sat with the movie for a little bit. But overall, I still liked it. And then the shows too. You haven't watched all the shows, have you? That have come out, the Marvel shows. The only one I didn't. Oh, I mean, like I didn't watch Miss Marvel. You didn't watch She Hulk. Yeah, I didn't watch She Hulk. And Miss Marvel, you should watch. That's very good. I know you've told me a billion times. I'm aware. It's very um, good. <laughs> I've got too much it. stuff to watch. I gotta. Watch, do you want me to watch Last of Us or Miss Marvel? Well, no, watch Last of Us. I mean, that's like <laughs> that's like prestige television. <laughs> that's 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 Miss Marvel is just like fun, but like. Um, Maybe I'll do Miss Marvel as like my right now. I, I just started shrinking as my background show. That's what I was going to talk about. So I want to start shrinking because I've watched an episode just for, and a half. just for one clip that I saw on like TikTok. There, I it's what I'm watching right now, like while I cook. Okay, I want to watch it because um, the people I like the creators that are behind it. I've liked most of the shows they've made, so. Yeah, I've watched maybe I've watched two full episodes now, either an episode and a half or two episodes. It's funny. It's good. All right. Okay. I'm gonna try that on. That's what I was yeah. Just for like I said, just for that one clip that I thought was hilarious. That's so like oh, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, Jason Siegel does a really good job. Um, and Harrison Ford is he's he's a different Harrison Ford, but he's a, he's really, really good in it. So Harrison Ford's going through like a I never thought I'd see Harrison Ford on like TV shows. And I've seen him on two. Yeah. Now. Did you read his? Did you read his interview? And in, it was like Hollywood Reporter, I think. No. It's good. You should go on Twitter and look up the the interview that he did. It, it's a it's a great read. 
Well, he talks. He talks a little bit about Star Wars and, and Lucas. He talks. It, it kind of just talks about his career. He talks about Indiana Jones. Uh, talks about why he did. He's doing the Yellowstone show now, and why he's doing. Uh, and why he did Shrinking. Um, but it's. He doesn't do a lot of interviews, so it's it's. You think about it like if you tell me who you think Harrison Ford is, like you probably don't really have an idea other than who his movie characters are. I mean, um, yeah, except a surly old man. Yeah, and he's kind of that, but he's much funnier. Like, um, in the interview, like there, it, there's something very hard. Like when he answers questions by not answering them, it's like the the guy will ask him a question. He's like, "I'm not telling you that." <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, okay. See, that's exactly um, like that's exactly how I want to be when I'm his age. Yeah. Um, but there's there's like there's no malice behind it or like yeah. anger. It's just like just straightforward. Like, oh yeah, no, you're I'm, you can feel free to ask. I'm just not going to answer. Uh, I'm not mad at you for asking. I understand why you would like, <laughs> but no, that no, you don't get to go there in my brain. Either I'm not going to respect it with an answer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do feel for like, look it up on Twitter, like Harrison Ford interview. It, it's, it was a great read. It came out like two days ago. So, all right. Well, that's where, that's I'm where gonna I'm going to check at, that out. Buddy. I'm going to check that out. Any uh, books or anything else or is this- New dude, just I got, you're uh, just engulfed in Hogwarts. I have a I have a kid, so I I play my video games at night when I can, and then I go to bed because I have to wake up at five thirty or six every morning. So, so you type of game player that like, do you get caught up in like, oh my god, it's two a.m. I gotta go to sleep. I've been playing I used this game to. for five hours or however long. I I used to, but I am much I am much stricter about my time now. On now, if there's a weekend where like say Teddy is at my parents' house or it's, you know, I got up that morning and took care of him and let my wife sleep in. So she's like, Oh, you can sleep in tomorrow. I'll take care of the baby. Like there, there, that may happen on a Saturday night where I'm like, Oh, Oh no, it's 1am. I played that late. Um, but that it, it happened much more frequently before I was a dad. Now that I'm a dad, I'm like, okay, it's nine 30 or 10 o'clock. I need to hop off. <laughs> I did that only like with shows like I got sucked into like um, some anime shows. That was like TV I would watch one after another, one after another because they were short. It was like I was watching like Attack on Titan and I would because they were like 20 minute episodes. Then I got to like, oh, my God, it's one o'clock in the morning. I got to go to sleep. I go to work in the morning. That can happen to me with TV because if it's just like a if it's an easily consumable show that doesn't take like a whole lot of deep thought you know, or yeah. following or paying attention. I'll, I'll just watch it on my phone and I'll be like, oh, okay, I'll watch an episode of this while I lay in bed. And then I'm like, oh, okay, next one. Oh, okay. Next one. Yeah. Like, oh, that's crap. what I did. I lay in bed. Just go to go. Oh, there is on Hulu. Just going to your next. I'll watch the next episode. Yeah. Well, they, they, that's a good show. Cause they leave you almost always like with the cliffhangers. Like I want to see what happens. And then you watch the next one. And then by the time he's like, it's like, I've watched like six episodes of the show. <laughs> and it's like 1 a.m i have to go to sleep yeah uh that that has that but yeah does not happen to me with games anymore i i quite regularly look at the clock yeah and i guess it's easy like you're somewhere else and you have to like you know you have to get up and go to bed to stop the game but yeah. if you're laying in bed it's easy like i'm already laying in bed i'll just watch a few episodes yeah and then i'll go to sleep no, that, that, that has happened to me I'll just I'll just watch an episode, then I'll go to sleep. Then it's like, oh god, yeah. All right, Joe. That's about all I have. Where can people find you if they want to read you your can, content or 
hear your jokes on Twitter. You can uh, find read me your jokes. At, yeah, read read it. Um, or look at, hear them. Look I don't think the, they'd hear them on Twitter, but you can. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll post a video. Uh, I'll do I'll do some Twitter stand up. Uh, you can Go find me it. at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. Uh, you can also find my my ramblings occasionally on ourdailybears.com. Uh, in fact, I, I wrote a, a visitor's guide for the new Big 12 schools. Um, I Yeah, I suggest everyone, especially Central Florida fans, go read Central that. Florida fans would love it. It yeah. was, yeah. So I, I basically, I just wrote about the kind of the histories of each school, their athletic department and their cities. Um, gave, you know, helpful information and everything is factual i I do want to repeat that i i legitimately did research on cincinnati uh provo and in byu um houston and i know the city of houston because i I live there um and and also orlando and the central florida university um so all of it's factual Um, that's not tongue-in-cheek everything that you read in the article is the truth as as uh told on wikipedia.com i do love that all of the legacy, I guess, legacy Big 12 teams and the new Big 12 teams have decided we all hate Central Florida. Yeah, and it's, it's easy. Been, it's been it's a fun time. It's been a fun time on, yeah. on social media, for sure. So, yeah, go check that. Go find that article, ourdailybears.com um, and at the underscore Joe underscore Goodman. Matt, where can the people find you in the podcast? You can find the podcast on Twitter at the Bear Den Pod, and you can find me at Matt underscore Workman, and also you can find me at... Uh, on the Art Daily Bears uh, Discord server, I um, I post on that's like my one A. It's like one Twitter and then like the Discord for Art Daily Bears. That's where I go to. That's where I post stuff. Like I posted the other day how I signed up for Stitch Fix and I got my first box of clothes and it was quite an enjoyable experience. You can you can also find us on uh, Pigskin Podcast PigskinPodcastNetwork.com. That's yes. that was. That was tough for me to say. And there's tons of other podcasts on there too. Like if uh, I think there's one for every single NFL team, I want to say, and then there's a bunch of of other college football podcasts as well. Yeah. So there's um, a bunch of uh, hockey. I know that it's like we're right in the middle of hockey season. I think mm-hmm. they've got some. They've got some uh, fantasy football ones for that. Um, I know they've got one that's just like total SEC based. There's like a Texas A&M one. There's Notre, Notre Dame, Dame. There's yeah. Sooners. There's Miami. There's Alabama. Um, there's us. You know, so you can kind there. of whatever your uh, proclivities are as far as it goes to college football, you can probably find it there. I want to. I need to start listening to the slightly above average football fan football fan podcast, which is part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Because I absolutely love that podcast name. So. <laughs> All right, Joe. Until next time. Sick of bears. bears.